0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in
0: motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley.
1: We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service.
0: So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, go!
3: Well, how painful was that for Rangers, a European adventure which stretched over nine months, nine different countries, 19 matches ending in agony in sweltering Seville last night. Two hours against Eintracht Frankfurt and a goal each. It was one missed penalty out of 10 in the shootout which deprived Rangers of what would have been one of their greatest ever European nights. Mark Greedy, you were here in the studio last night as the drama played out. How does it feel in the
4: cold light of day? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a sore one for Rangers, Rob. There's no doubt about that. You know, To come so close uh, makes it all the more heartbreaking. I think we all said it was pretty much 50-50 last night and, and it was so true. Uh, the trophy was there for the for the take and I think the difference between last night and 2008 was Zenit did outclass Rangers in 2008. Rangers weren't outclassed last night and that's a disappointment. It was there for them to win it. Even before the the lottery, the penalty kicks, over the 120. But their top players, middle to front, just didn't show enough. They just weren't right on it. And uh, that proved costly in the end.
3: Rangers have practically no time to recover ahead of Saturday's Scottish Cup final. But they have to if they were to avoid a trophyless season on the back of last season's title success. Simon Donnelly, they don't want to be losing two cup finals inside four days, do they?
5: No, they certainly don't, uh, Rob, but I think the mentality will be questioned then. You know, I think they've showed physically that they can bounce back from European games, you know, none more so than the semi final against Celtic. Uh, the physical side of it, but I think the mentality or the mental side of it after, as Mark says, been so close to winning last night and not a lot between the, the sides. You know, the players will be probably sitting in that dressing room after the game You know what if the, the last minute chance with, with Ryan Kent so mentally I think they'll need to get themselves up for it for Saturday.
3: And Hearts will be rubbing their hands Mark yeah. at, at the prospect
4: of beleaguered Rangers heading for Hamden. Yeah I'm sure Robbie Nielsen and the, the Hearts players and the, the hierarchy and the supporters is kind of the, the kind of ideal scenario for them 120 minutes penalty kicks and then not winning so Rangers are you know will be arriving certainly still deflated at the moment they'll need to get themselves up for it as Simon says um, you know come three o'clock but for Hearts that last night was a kind of the perfect uh, scenario and um, I think we've got a cracking Scottish Cup final ahead of us on Saturday and um, it's there for Hearts it's it's there for the taking and, and for Rangers as you said Rob the last thing G- Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wants or needs is to be standing at Hamden at five o'clock with a trophyless season.
3: That is the nightmare scenario, isn't it? Let's talk to Derek, uh, a Rangers fan. Hi, Derek.
6: Hey, good evening, all. Good evening, Paul. How are you feeling?
3: Uh, How are
0: you feeling?
6: Uh, good. Yeah. Uh, when when uh, Aaron Ramsey stepped up to do the penalty. I didn't think he looked confident. I thought he was going to miss it. I predicted that when was, where, uh, the pub I was in. I predicted he was, he was going to miss. I just didn't think he looked confident. I, think maybe, I don't know if it was Van Bronckers so that maybe made the mistake or maybe he volunteered himself. But he had just come on, I know Roof took one, just come on. But Roof had set up a glaring, a glaring chance that we probably should have taken. Uh, I just didn't think he looked confident when he stepped forward. Simon, you and I were
3: you and I were talking about that just before we came on air. Uh, you know, it's what you are saying, Derek, and, and also just the way things have played out for, yeah. for Aaron Ramsey in this whole loan, loan Rob, transfer thing.
5: Yeah, what I said to you earlier on, and I think it's just it's nothing more than just the quirks of football. The the, the season that Aaron Ramsey's had, and the high pro, he's probably the highest profile player on the pitch last night, and I just had the feeling when he stepped up, you know, sometimes these things work out that way I just thought he was going to miss I don't think uh, like Derek's saying there I, I didn't pick up on him particularly looking nervous but I just thought you know the quirks of football you know if, if somebody's going to miss it's going to be him
3: I mean he'd, he'd been on he'd, he'd played for about three minutes hadn't he mm. the, the, at the end of extra time Um, um so he'd barely touched the ball, really. Yeah, I need a penalty to take. I mean, I mean you know, obviously he's been there, done it at the top level. Mm-hmm. But is that even for him quite a lot to expect that he was going to be switched on enough to be taking one of those penalties?
4: Oh, oh God. Yeah, no, it's not too much to expect. Rob no he's a he's a seasoned player I know Derek's point there about was it Van Bronckers fault you know you're asking a professional footballer who's played at the highest level for a decade for Arsenal Juventus and Wales to go and hit a penalty kick I mean he's not played 120 minutes he was brought on purely to hit a penalty Kima Roof managed it yeah. fine so I don't think where whenever Aaron Ramsey speaks about what happened last night that he's going to say oh, the manager called it wrong or I wish I'd been on for five minutes longer or I wish they had, hadn't come on um, at all so no that, that, that's not a reason and it's not Derek the, the way the penalty kicks work and, and Simon will correct me if I'm wrong the managers coaches the last players how are you feeling it's probably all been pre-arranged I would imagine barring like, somebody being injured or, or being sent off that the five takers are, are kind of known Um, on the day of the game so Aaron Ramsey as you would expect he would want to take one so it's not like Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has thrown him into it cold and there's not been some form of preparation as to what was going to happen last night with the eventuality of of, of penalty kicks so look there's always a there's always a villain there's always somebody that people want to blame and at the moment unfortunately for Aaron Ramsey it's him and as you looked at him last night Rob the pictures on on, on BT Sport you know on a human level, as a human being, you couldn't help but feel for the guy. Yeah. You know, he looked absolutely distraught, and he yeah. probably still will be. Yeah. Um, but you know, somebody had to miss at some point. Somebody needs to miss uh, a penalty kick. But you know, I wouldn't put the blame at anybody's door. But there was players that were on that pitch for 120 minutes that didn't excel, that didn't do themselves justice, that didn't do their club justice, and they should have been capable of of uh, of doing more. I thought Ryan Kent was a big disappointment. Scott Wright was think, a disappointment. Yeah. You know, those guys I have think... got to go and take the game by the scuffing net. Right? James Tavernier, I don't think he was poor, but you're looking for more from James Tavernier. You're looking for more for from maybe Kamara in that number 10 or well, a wee bit more as well. So, you know, middle to front, Rangers just didn't get going. They defended very well. You know, no problems with that um, at all. And, and Bassey excelled once again. But um, middle to front, when you're probably looking at somebody at Ryan Kent, to go and just produce something Rob and then he had the chance to be the hero with two minutes to go now you could say it's a bad miss you could say it was a world class save I think it's a bit of both mm. you know but I mean it was a hell of a save from from Kevin Trapp but Kent could have gone from having a poor game to being the hero that, that helped Rangers win the trophy
3: Derek what, what did you make of that big chance two minutes from the end for Ryan Kent
6: yeah, I think it was a poor miss I think this is a poor season and I think if you could get 7-8 million pound from him I would get rid of him in the summer he scored two goals in the whole season and a £7 million player in Scottish football. I don't think he did enough. Uh, I think he's had a very, very poor season. Uh, Tavanier probably decided to have his worst game for Rangers during the European run. Uh, did he make a mistake? Maybe not playing rough from the start. I don't know if he was fit enough or not, but I believe you should play your best players from the start. But you can't blame one player. I'm not blaming uh, a penalty is a lottery. Uh, they're going to be a villain and a hero. Uh, but Saturday's a really big game for Van Bronckhorst because you'll have the the element back circling again if he ends if he ended the season plus. Do you think so? so yeah. Do, what
3: what would what would be what would be the reaction? Do you think if if Rangers don't win this on Saturday?
6: I think you'll have the Sack Brigade back out again because before he had Bet Celtic in the semi final. I think Mark will probably agree. he had the Sack Brigade out, want rid of him. And then he managed to beat Celtic, and get into the Europa League final. But I think if ends Trofimovs, you'll have the sack brigade out. Uh, I would like to see him been given his another season. But you know, some fans are very fickle with Rangers and Celtic. One day you're a hero, one day you're the villain.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're. I think you're right, um, Derek. There, there'll, there'll be a few that, that that you know won't want Giovanni van Bronckhorst and Charles next season if Rangers don't win the cup on Saturday. I think that'd be very unfair. Um, because he said one window he's been in charge for six months and he's pulled off some fantastic results it's about a bit of level of consistency in the league not dropping points that they did three times away from home um, but as you can see from the Scottish Cup semi-final win um, the game, the last two league games the one at Ibrox Celtic 1-2-1 and the 1-1 drop parquet there's not a lot between the teams at all not a lot now the other disappointment for Rangers last night is that they've missed out on that 30-40 million quid Guaranteed, of course, there's still a route to get into the Champions League. Um but you know you know how fraught the, the, the qualifiers can be during um July and August. Um so it, it might give Celtic a at the moment they've got a financial start of them that, that could prove to be insurmountable depending on what Rangers can do during the, the not, summer.
6: Not not necessarily Mark because if I had to buy Jota and Carter Vickers, that would be most of the money away. We?
4: Well how so much how much I is their budget, Derek?
6: Well, they'll not get the full forty million put it that way, Mark.
4: No, I know that, but how, not, but you'll get if you're going to get the two of them, you'll get them for about fourteen million, I think. Bearing in mind it's paid up in stages as well, you don't hand over fourteen million quid in a winner. So what what is Celtic's I, budget then?
6: Well, I, I don't see them spending much more put it that way, I, and I think the ball is going to need to back Van Broncos greatly because the last two transfer windows for Rangers has been nothing short of embarrassment. Mm. Well, he he uh, deserves
3: the chance, Derek. Doesn't need uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst to get get his teeth into this the summer transfer window and get a lot of the players that presumably he's got on his list into the squad, and there'll be there could be quite a few leaving as well.
6: Well, I think McGregor, Barry, Golson, Davis, Balligan. Uh I think it might be difficult for him to keep here in that for him. I think there'll be plenty of circling. Uh, You'd want a bit. You'd want a bit of
3: money for Bassi, though, wouldn't you? The, the 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 player he's turning into.
6: uh oh, definitely. Yes, I would like to see him staying, but obviously yeah. as a Rangers mm. fan, uh, I think he could prove to be one of the greats. Uh, but it just proves because Gerrard wasn't playing him uh, and been given a chance under Gio. He's turned into a cracking centre half. Yeah. Uh, very physical as well, and yeah. very fast.
3: I just want to go back to the, the point you made about Kemar Roof there. Uh, I mean, he, he, he had an instant <clears throat> impact Simon when he came yeah. on because it was his cut back obviously that set up the, the Kent chance. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Derek's question earlier on in this was: should he, have, could he have been on earlier? Should he have been on earlier? Maybe Aaron Ramsey on earlier as yeah. well.
5: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, we, we're not uh, probably we're not watching them train. We can be or day in, day out. Are we? You know, you would like to think Gio. He's got the finger on the pulse with his players. If they're, if they're ready, I think Roof is a no-brainer if he's fully fit. You know, with Marella out, he's led the line well for Rangers, and he would be the the go-to guy, especially in the biggest game of the season. Again, as Mark touched, Aaron Ramsey's brought to the club for for these games like that. For these exactly these games. Uh, but If they're not quite fit, and Gio doesn't feel that way, then I don't I don't think you can you can play them.
6: Do you think they'll keep uh, Ramsey for another season, Mark? Aaron and Ramsey, give him
4: the chance. no, no, I, I, I don't think that's a. I don't think there would be. I don't imagine there would be a huge appetite from Rangers to to, to keep him, um, Derek, and, and purely because and it's it's been there all during his career. Unfortunately, I'm not being critical of the guy because you know it's sad when players miss out in chunks of their career because of injury. But he's not got a great attendance record, and Rangers need to have players that are fit. you you look at guys like Goldson and and Taverniers and guys ah, they're there all the time Aaron Ramsey unfortunately doesn't have that but you know the biggest thing for me I I said a couple of months ago that I think Calvin Bassey will develop into Rangers biggest asset in the transfer market and he's probably developed into that now ahead of time um, what's he he worth Mark? it's a tough one um, Rob but I would say an absolute minimum of 15 million I think if if a club down south knew that you would get Bassie, given his age and what he's shown Mm -hmm. um, thought if you could get him for 15 million I think there'd be clubs down the road that would take him all day long Mm -hmm. at that fee and now I think he's the biggest asset because um, I
3: mean that's Nathan Patterson money I'm I'm, I'm, I'm well, wondering if he's going way beyond that now
4: well you never know I mean it's what a club's willing yeah, to pay him, yeah, what yeah, Rangers are, yeah. are looking for he know, looks tailor
3: made doesn't he oh, for he's brilliant. English he's, Premier he's League
4: brilliant. he's absolutely solid I mean, Colin Hendry knows a thing or two about defending last night raving about him as well Ali McCoy was so raving about him in Coventry so you can see you know what he's got Um if you draw a comparison to this time last year everybody was raving about Ryan Kent and a lot of ex-Rangers players were saying "Oh, he's a guy who, who can't be sold under any circumstances but if if, if if somebody had to say to you who do you want at Rangers do you want Ryan Kent at 15 million quid or you want Calvin Bassey now I know it would all be dependent on what positions you're looking to yeah. fill but in a general theme you're taking Calvin Bassey all day long yeah, I, think, ahead of Ryan I, well, Kent. I think
5: Derek himself said that you know Ryan Kent for all Ryan Kent's ability and technique he flatters a wee bit he's, he's, he's not He's I mean three goals is it three goals this mm-hmm. season it's nowhere near good enough no. you know and yes he's performed at different times in Europe and, and looked apart and I think I've said in the show before he looks a player that maybe thrives a wee bit better in that environment rather than for whatever reason in the, the Scottish Premier League when there's a lot of bodies congested you know, try to spoil. He's maybe had a wee bit more freedom in Europe, but three, I'm, I'm, sure, he was, I'm is, sure
3: he was double figures last season, yeah, Rankin, in terms of just, goals. And, and maybe that that was the, the finish or attempted finish of a guy who's not in the scoring habit,
5: yeah. As I say, the goal return there, I'm not sure it, 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 somebody might come back with assists this season, I don't know. But three goals for, for a guy of that quality and talent, mm. you know, and the price above his head. It's mm-hmm. not good enough. The
3: Aaron the Aaron Ramsey story is incredible, isn't it? It's it's yeah. ending in tears and I'm sure like you say, Mark, it's ending. You know, I don't think there will be any continuation of this process no. at all. But when you think of the excitement in the January window when he was signed, and people were saying this is this is the best Rangers signing since Gascoigne and you yeah. know all, all that all that sort of stuff. Uh and it just not only has it not worked out, it's it's turned into a bit of a nightmare, hasn't it?
4: Well, you know, last night was just um you know an unfortunate situation for the for the player, but we could see Long before that just again and and I've not been critical because it's, it's not, it's not like the guy's played 20 games and he's been rotten it's just his injuries you mm-hmm. know he, he's just not want able to get a rhythm um, together and that's been the case for a, a chunk of his uh, of his career by the way he could turn out to be the hero on Saturday mm-hmm. but yeah. so yeah. you know he's still got 90 minutes to go, and, mm-hmm. to go and do something and bow out uh, on a high and on that point about Hamden and Saturday, you know, as Derek was saying there, about, you know, if Rangers don't win Silverware, there might be one or two that'll, that'll look close at yeah. Giovanni again. That's why I think he's got to play strongest team, Rob. I know sometimes there's a t- temptation to, to maybe rest one or two or give one or two guys mm-hmm. a, a chance. For example, John McLaughlin mm-hmm. instead of yeah. Alan McGregor. But for me, Giovanni must pick his strongest team and that is starting with Alan McGregor. because yeah, he could win the game for and them. And taking it from there. Yeah, yeah. look, it's, it's not a chance to be to be giving guys a chance, you know, a, a loyalty, or, or a, you know, mm. I promised you, you would get a run, and not, listen, all bets are off come Saturday, Rangers have got to win that, that trophy in the face, a right good heart side, a right good heart side, that are capable, of going there, and lifting that trophy on Saturday.
3: Derek, how much consolation, would it be to you, if Rangers win the Scottish Cup, on Saturday, after last night? Hey, a
6: trophy's a trophy, yeah, and we'd had momentum, that we have been trophy, that, that was only be two trophies, of winning what, uh, four or five years in the big league again uh, so it would be a small consolation but we would take it Saturday mm-hmm. of course yeah. I would maybe I would maybe start with Lowry on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, his energy levels as well I think maybe the 15-20 minutes to go I think that was maybe his mistake last night so maybe we've got him on his energy levels as well but would have maybe driven the team forward a bit uh, but yeah it's going to be an interesting
3: yeah, it's going to be a big decision in terms of how how, how, how much he refreshes the team and how much he goes with yeah, would, what what is his top team listen, and best team.
5: It would be a big call putting the lad Lowry in, yeah. you know, at the tender age of eighteen. But he showed in any time that he's played in the Rangers team that he can handle it. Mm-hmm. I think he showed that he's got a big future. Yeah, and you know, it would be a, a real fail in his cap, you know, to play in that game. Uh, it's a big call it is a big call but you know I'm all for playing young players if they're good enough and he certainly looks he looks the part
3: So before you go Derek what's your prediction what's your score for Saturday? Uh,
5: 2-1
3: Rangers 2-1 Rangers and uh, ending the season with a trophy thanks for your call Thank you. All the best, Uh, that's Derek, Rangers fan, Alex Lowry incidentally named in the Scotland Under-21 squad today for the first time, more more details on that uh, to come. If you were in uh, Seville uh, last night and you're back and you want to join the conversation uh, about that massive disappointment for Rangers last night in in Seville then... uh, Get in touch with us 808 17 We're going to be talking to um, one of our own as well, former Rangers winger Chris Burke will be with us soon.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go!
3: Thursday's Go Radio Football show Rob McLean Simon Donnelly Mark Guidi in the studio um, on the back of Rangers losing 5-4 on penalties in Seville to Eintracht Frankfurt um, is there a more agonising way to lose in uh, one of the biggest games in your history probably not but uh, nine penalties out of ten converted and you would have to say the five penalties that went past Alan McGregor I think a lot of people went into that uh, thinking that he this is the moment Alan McGregor is going to be the, the hero of the hour he couldn't get he could barely get near any of them no. uh,
4: Mark because they were so well taken Aye, they were quality you know they really were when you think from Lenz a the substitute then Hrustich and then Kamada then Kostich and then one. They, they were all good spot I think I had a feeling just for watching Nottingham Forest the previous evening uh, Rob we'd seen the mm. Forest goalkeeper was, was was brilliant but even outside the Ramsey's penalty the, the four Rangers uh, scorers you know Tavernier Davis Arfield and Roof they all hit really good penalties um, as well just the the, the worst penalty was um, Arfield when t- Tavernier was kind of just almost straight in the middle as well the goalies died yep, uh, there, passed central, it but yep. um, they, they were all good penalty kicks it was just a shame it was a shame somebody he had to lose and there had to be a, a fall guy um, if you like but you know I think it's totally unfair just to lay it all at Ramsey's door because it was a it's a collective effort to get there and it was a collective effort that, that it didn't quite go to plan last night
3: Shall we talk to Berkey in Turkey?
7: <laughs> Chris? Hello <laughs> um, guys I'm Chris is on his... continue, I'm all right, it's yeah. a little bit glitchy so if it cuts off I'm very sorry
3: No not at all um, How's the How's the
7: holiday? It's good. Um, I'm not burnt yet. I um, Just my shoulders are a little bit burnt, but I've kept that fact. Factor duffel coat? But, uh, <laughs> yes, and if um, I've if found a little bit out of breath, I've just come back in from a joke. What a, a man.
5: Joke on his holiday. <laughs> Total professionalism.
3: Sid was just telling me about his 70 minutes on the pitch yesterday, and he just about came in a stretcher today to the, to the studio. The tin man. <laughs> um, Chris, what, what are your thoughts about last night?
7: Yeah, it's just so unfortunate. I heard Marguerite speaking there um, just before I came on. You know, there is a history of a film guy and unfortunately it was Aaron Ramsey. And, that. and actually, as soon as he missed the penalty, I thought, I don't think he's missed a penalty before. So, I think he scored seven conversions already. I don't know if he's ever spoke about that and uh, I think that's the one he's missed. So, it's a shame for, for Rangers and a disappointment for them, as Gio said. And obviously, he's going to have to get the emotions out of it for them and get ready for this cup final and, and Saturday. But the game itself, I thought there was nothing between the two teams, Rob, if I'm honest. I don't know what you guys have been talking about, but it was decided by two players and a football um, 12 yards out. It wasn't decided by tactics, formations, you know, a manager making a little change here and there. It wasn't decided by a bit of genius. It wasn't decided two players and a, and a ball 12 yards out. Yeah, I mean, I'm,
3: the, there's no doubt, uh, Simon, that, that that Rangers were probably both teams were below their best, actually. But but you know, th- this that wasn't the the Rangers we've seen in the lead up to Seville.
5: No, they didn't quite hit those heights, and they probably needed to 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 get the the, the tie over the line. I think the game was, was a bit of a pendulum. I think the Germans started the better. Rangers came into it, it kind of toed and froed. Rangers get their noses in front, they were pegged back. I thought Rangers probably finished extra time mm. the stronger of the mm-hmm. two teams and culminating in that great chance with two minutes to go. So, as Berkey says, not a lot between the sides. I think that's what will probably great at Rangers players because they weren't dominated, they weren't outplayed, they had their chances and they just couldn't get it over the line. I just Berkey, I, I noticed that four of the penalty takers were subs and I was quite interested, obviously... There were certain players there like Lundstrom and Kent that opted out. Were you surprised with that? that four of the, the takers were subs?
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's interesting to see that. But listen, I'm sure you know you know fine well and I'm sure you've been involved in penalties, shootouts before. The manager probably already has that plan in his head who's going to take them. And he's probably seen them take the penalties yeah. all week and see how good they are at it. And I think having your Davis at our field Ruth and probably Ramsey as well, all took their, their penalties really well and but again, you know, you can practice it all you want when it comes down to
5: Yeah
7: to that, that final kick totally when you've got all the fans and, and it's riding on you. It is totally, totally different. But listen, to have any deficits too- are fielding Ruth's penalties, but
3: yeah, apologies for the right, uh, the the break up. Oh, sorry, sorry, Chris. I did into that cut across you there. There's a wee bit of delay on the line, obviously, but uh, it's oh, just sorry. it's just coming and going a wee bit. But no, it, it it's kind of um, it it sticks with it for a wee while and then it, then it just dips out. Um, but I, I just I wanted uh, to to get your view on the Ryan Kent chance. We've we've spoken about it already on the show, obviously, because it's such, such a big moment in the match. Is that is that a great save for you, or is it a bad miss, or is it a bit of
8: both?
7: Um, it's, a, it's a hard one isn't it I think there's one thing about you know when, when Kent he gets into that area which is great and I think the defender matches his run really well and if you just look at it, it's hit so he's just trying to get any sort of connection he probably sees it late I know being a white player he's seen it late just because of the, the ball and the, the, the defender in front of him um, so he's just got some sort of connection on it and listen nine times out of ten in the back of the net and it's just a great save from Trapp Um, and I think actually got man of the match for that and the penalty save so I can't really fault him I'd probably fault him more for the the earlier one where he he sliced at it with his left foot Mm -hmm. I think he should have hurt the target with that one yeah he did have a bit of a uh, uh, it's very instinctive and I'm sure if he gets
3: yeah, sorry, that, that that it's just that bit of delay on the line, which is a bit annoying. Uh, yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a, a slash at, at that one. Um, what, what's I mean? What's we re- we're in the here and now, and nothing can be changed about what happened last night. We the, the tape can't be rewound, Chris. So basically, now for Rangers, it's all about Saturday, the Scottish Cup final. Very little time to recover and prepare for for that one. How difficult is it going to be? Um, for, for Rangers to get themselves up for, for what is such a, a massive game Right, well
4: He's definitely gone. Cool. He's away back for our job. <laughs> He's uh, away back for
3: our run. Yeah, we did have some interruptions in it, but that was—I <laughs> don't think that qualified as an interruption. So uh, I think we'll let him get back to his his holiday, uh, out for another out for another run. Um, I noticed that um, Kilmarnock have offered him a coaching a full time uh, a full time coaching gig. I, I was actually going to ask right. him about that as well. I, I'm, and and. Um, but, he's but he's playing as well,
4: not hanging the no, so, up. No,
3: th- it was a full-time coaching job, right. uh, and that that was on their website. That you know, in releasing players and signing Lafferty, right. they announced that as well, which sounded to me like he wasn't being offered a playing gig. Right. So I, it was it was interesting to know what, what what's in his mind, Mark, about whether he wants to keep on playing or whether it's the full-time uh, move into coaching.
4: well uh, Yeah, it would have been good to get the chance to to ask him. I would imagine if Kelly are putting that out, you know knowing how thorough that, that Derek is and, and obviously Chris as well that they've clearly I would imagine they've had a conversation about this I spoke yeah
5: because our kids play in the same school football mm. team and they were playing last uh, Friday we spoke about it briefly and I think he I think he was of the thinking that he was going to go on holiday and, and and give it a little time you know uh, I always think when we had the chat I always said play, play as long as you can he's a mm. fit, fit guy but he obviously really wants to get into the coaching, so I think he, he said then that he was going to go on holiday and kind of chew it over.
3: Right, because a year ago he was he was chewing over whether he was going to stay with Kilmarnock or yeah. not, or, yeah. or whether he was going to stay in the Premiership, yeah. and of course now he's got back there with them. Um Maybe he's got another big decision uh, yeah. to make. He wants to get on the ladder of, of coaching, obviously, which he's on already. Um, but Um I mean, He'll do it. He'll, yeah. he'll, he'll take the coaching I think so.
4: And, yeah. and by the way, he could have the option of still, you know, if it's... Playing as a a player is still an option there for for Derek. He'll keep himself fit uh, as we can hear. But you know, you know, he'll be looking about the, the next ten years. Rob, you know, mm. geographically as well. It's a club he knows. It's twenty minutes from his house. Yeah, he gives yeah. him a chance to go and work um, with Derek. And you know, Derek McInnes is still at least enough ten years on him as a manager. And, you know, Bucky could go with him whenever Derek, if Derek moves on in two or three years, whatever or Burke, he might become the next manager of Kilmarnock in two or three years' time. Who knows? So yeah, I would think that, um I would think that he would um he would take it.
3: So um Alan Power has gone back to Kilmarnock yeah. as well. That's another story breaking today. Uh, released by St. Mirren, and he's gone back to Kilmarnock. He's the first signing ahead of the the summer uh transfer window. Um so if you were at the game last night, or even if you weren't, you watched it on telly. Uh, and you're a Rangers fan, let us know uh, how you are hurting, how you're feeling, um, how positive you are about Saturday in the Scottish Cup final, what you're looking for from Giovanni van Bronckhorst in that transfer window uh, as he rebuilds, you would imagine, a squad uh, towards next season. 08-08, 17-17, 700. One of the the other big stories today is that Hibs have got a manager. Uh, They have appointed uh, Lee Johnson, who signed a four-year deal after what Hibbs described as an incredibly thorough and vigorous search uh, to replace Sean Maloney. They've now had three permanent managers inside six months. Mm. Um, It's incredible. And and I'm I'm a little bit intrigued about about it. I just wonder how excited Hibs fans are going to be about it he was the youngest manager in the English Football League when he took over Oldham age 31 Uh, moved on to League One rivals Barnsley two years later 12 months on made the switch to Bristol City in the Championship where he spent more than four years uh, steering the club to 8th place that was in 2018-19 Following his departure from Ashton Gate in the summer of 2020, he joined Sunderland in December of that year, won the EFL Trophy in 2021 but missed out on promotion via the playoffs and was sacked in early 2022 following a 6-0 loss at Bolton with the team sitting third in League One. What does that appointment Mark say to you, Lee Johnson for Hibs?
4: Hey, it's, it's one that um, I didn't expect I, mean, I know he's, he's been linked with it now for maybe about seven days um, or so you know Tomasim was linked with, I mean there was, a, there was a different name every other day mm-hmm. um, Rob I, I thought it would have ended up being Malcolm McKay to be honest I thought that you know at first when we heard the kind of the remit or the identikit of, of what Ron Gordon and the hierarchy were looking for I thought it's Max and Malcolm McKay all day long for me and I thought that would be a good one but Lee Johnson I think has got a good CV not a great CV there's only a handful of people that do really well outside English Premiership, you know. And you see he's left Sunderland in third position, and mm-hmm. now kicked on and in the playoff final um, next week against Wickham and, uh, under Alex Neil. So he's got something um, about him, and what he will know is he's got to do well quickly. Otherwise, Hams will <laughs> pull the trigger on him. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know that, that, yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. there, there's no messing. Um, he's got, he's got about, 19 games. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. That's what you've got to do. He's got to get in and, and get it going. He knows Scottish football. Uh, he played up here for Comarnock. You know, He'll have kept his eye on He's shopped up here a few times um, when he's been a manager to get various players. And by the way, what a great gig it is. You, know, mm, you yeah. think cool. of Hibs, big, big football club, great fan base, great training centre, some really good players there, a bit of work needed done. done. Um, but what a good gig it is to go and get. He's also, a, as Mark said, ex
3: Comarnock, ex Hearts player. Sometimes yeah. uh, that's enough to, yeah. to, to, to put. Uh, Hibs off a- appointing somebody who's worn the maroon of the uh, the rivals from across the city
5: Yeah but there's a few that have kind of crossed that, that fence uh, over the over the years I think uh, he's got a reasonable experience in the game uh, I was on my license with him many moons ago so he's, be, he's been round about the coaching and the managerial side for a, a number of years and I think he'll have a, built up a good network down south as well Rob to tap into you know if obviously Hibs will need to strengthen It'll be interesting to see who he brings to the club but as Mark says there the Hibs if you get it right there you know there's few better places Uh, they've had a really disappointing season this year so the positive you would think is they can only go up the bay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a great gig for them.
3: It sure is. Um, I think Hibs and Aberdeen are in a pretty similar place at the moment. I saw them playing each other recently and it was was a a bit of a dead end of a game. I think they, they both need massive surgery on their squads by the looks of it.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you're right, and yet, you know, last summer as we got towards the start of the season, um, Rob, I was really excited about, about what Aberdeen um, might do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the the kind of player that uh, that Stephen Glass brought in, I thought for all these crit- for all these critics, I thought Dave Cormack backed Stephen Glass superbly well. Um, you know, when you think Bates, Longstaff, uh, the Jet. You know, various others, Ramirez, all those guys that that came in. You thought, you know, kept Lewis Ferguson. You know, they could really go and do something, but it collapsed, and um, it needed a change. And uh, Jim Goodwin's come in, and he's he's decided, you know, that changes need to be made, and he's already informed a number of players that they're not going to be a part of it. I think they'll they'll probably cash in in one or two um, as well. I think they'll take bids, and it is a completely uh, new rebuild. I mean, I would imagine that. If you look at the the, the starting eleven from August last year, or even Jim's first starting eleven when he took over in February, as to what it'll be in July thirtieth, thirty first, you'll be lucky if there's three survivors.
3: Rangers are another club that will be making uh, big changes you would imagine in the summer but they've got uh, something very close on the horizon and that's the Scottish Cup final on Saturday against Hearts. Uh, We were talking earlier on about the pressure possibly mounting uh, on Giovanni van Bronckhorst again if they don't win that game uh, at the weekend at the National Stadium Um, and uh, I'm just looking at a a WhatsApp message that's coming from Richard in Glasgow read it to you on the other side of the break but he is very much of that opinion that if Rangers don't win on Saturday as far as he's concerned the manager has to go
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go, go
3: The GEO stands for Glasgow Zone. It's the Go Radio Football Show. And uh, on a Thursday, Rob McLean, Mark Gwedy and Simon Donnelly in the studio. Heard from Chris Burke earlier on um, about Rangers defeat. Uh, Painful defeat. It doesn't get much more painful than that in Seville last night. The Europa League uh, Rangers... It looked as if it might be written in the stars that they were going to win it. They were ahead in the game. Joe Rebo scored. Then the equaliser from Raphael Bore. Uh, then extra time. That big chance for Ryan Kent. A couple of minutes from the end of the two hours into penalties. Nine out of ten scored. It was Aaron Ramsey who didn't score. And that was that. That was the way it was decided. Eintracht Frankfurt going to the Champions League group stages. They're in pot one. They've got the European Super Cup coming up. All those riches that were in line for Rangers go to the German team instead, and all sorts of uh, reactions uh, today to uh, what happened last night. I was just, i was mentioning that uh, Richard in Glasgow uh, got in touch with us on the on the WhatsApps. Uh, Richard says, with the amount of points dropped uh, since Gio came in, uh, his January signings. Uh, lost us the league the Europa League and if we lose the Scottish Cup at the weekend the club should cut their losses and sack Gio. another thing at the weekend he should play Bassie and Balogun and drop Goldson from the full squad he cost us last night along with the manager bringing a player on specifically to take a penalty uh that's Richard in Glasgow living up to the fickle fan mm. <laughs> category
4: I look well it's Richard's opinion and uh that's why we're on here uh, on the show, Rob. But it just shows you, you know, Kent uh, what he, you know, misses a sitter, um, Ramsey misses a penalty, and Richard wants Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sacked uh, mm-hmm. if they of, lose the Scottish Cup. If they lose on 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 Saturday, so so there's every chance of going to win on Saturday. But even if they do lose, does Giovanni Van Bronckhorst deserve to be sacked? after six months one transfer window taking the club to a European final the improvement that he's made in players um, absolutely not and and it won't happen it won't happen you know um, the Rangers board will not sack Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will not resign he'll be up for a challenge the two will need to get together and and work out what's going to happen the interesting thing will be Rob what does happen with with the personnel you've got Kent and Morelos going into the, the final year other uh, contracts. You've got Golston out of contract, you've got Davis out of contract, you've got McGregor out of contract. So, you know, you, you could be looking at five or six big departures. You've got Bassey, who people will be, big clubs will be swirling around. Mirellis um, as well, because that category, mm. Kent. So, look, it will be very interesting to see them. I mean, there could be a number of uh, changes, and uh, that's where Giovanni and Ross Wilson need to get together and, um, you know, bring in you know quality replacements and. Even though Bellerie is a team that Giovanni will have identified that he'll want to go um, and improve. And I think, like Simon said earlier, too, um, I can see young Alex Lowry having a big role to play next season. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he's a conscientious coach, Van Bronckhorst, so his staff, Dave Voss, and Roy McKay And they'll love nothing better than getting that guy, getting a pre season with him, and really working on him and ingraining into him what they want him to do tactically, what it's all about. So, yeah, I can see Lowry having um you know a real role to play uh in the coming season. But but that apart, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, regardless of whether Rangers win the cup or not on Saturday.
3: And Giovanni Van Bronkers has been brought up in, in Dutch football where um if you're Good enough. You're old enough. I mean, we see all sorts of examples, you know, through the Ajax Academy and Feyenoord and and PSV Eindhoven and all the rest. You know, so uh, you would imagine that he'll be looking at Alex Lowry and Leon King as well. Both of them look really good prospects, and and it's so important that they get some game time next season.
5: Yeah, hundred percent. And I was actually thinking that, you know, as Mark was talking there, Gio does come from that environment where if you're good enough, it doesn't matter what age you are, and I think that's good for young Alex Lowry. I think. He will revel in that, I think, as, as Mark touches on there, a full pre-season. Get the boy prepared. Uh, he's shown glimpses that he can handle it. I think, as I said earlier on, he's got a big future. You know, He likes to play the ball forward, attacking, creative player. Uh, picked up a goal at Tencastle last week. I think guys like that, you know. And then it's then it's down to what Geo brings in as well. There could be a lot of comings and goings. And I think I said it way back in January with Gio, that you know, that that was almost it was only a month in the job that transfer window came about. You're still finding your feet, you're still working with players, seeing who what kind of characters are in the dressing room. It's very early days. And and then all of a sudden the transfer window and it's probably not the best transfer window, the January one. So now's where the work starts for them, obviously they've got this big game at the weekend, but then it's then the work starts. And then I think that's where you can really judge him going into yeah. next season bringing in recruitment and seeing how they perform then because he's came in he's had to take over for Stevie Gerrard they were top of the league there's all things going on mm-hmm. but he's managed to get them to a European final
4: there's also as well he'll have had certainly from the end of January he'll have had next to no time on the training field with these players yeah. because it's been relentless Sunday, Thursday Sunday, Thursday Sunday, Thursday mm-hmm. he'll job, not have had a full week yeah, yeah training like to, to go and speak to a young guy like Lowry and you can see the, 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 the improvement in Bassi, and that's when they get them a bit personal like even the way tactically man, they get his, his brain man, yeah, when he yeah. Came in. Like the way they get into the brain for the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup semi-final how to go and handle Tom Rodic and that, that was a big reason why Rangers won the game and it'll be, by the way, it will be the same for Ange Postacoglu getting a proper pre-season mm-hmm. with his players and some of the players that he knows that there's an improvement in and then he'll work with them to improve it and that's the same for so for Giovanni, and that's why when you sit back and you really analyse a comment like that from, from Richard doesn't it make sense you know because you've got a good coach there you've got a guy that knows the club It's a guy that's taking your club to a European final in his first six months in charge he knows what he's doing he's played in a World Cup final he's won the Champions League he's won the English Premier League he's won a treble with Rangers he won five trophies with Fionnard this guy knows what he's doing Let's see for the guys anybody come 5 o'clock on Saturday if Rangers don't win and there is a few dissenting voices who do you actually think you're going to get that's better than Giovanni Van mm. Bronckhorst? seriously who yeah. do you think you're going to get that's better than him Yeah, he's well, been he's
3: been working with Steven Gerrard's players hasn't he he you has know. And,
5: and listen the job came about quite quickly you know it wasn't as if he had months to, to study the Rangers team before he he was in the job instantly mm. and you know had to hit the, the ground running with players some of the players he might not have known a great deal about so that's where he goes into that transfer window at January and I said it way back then Ange Postecoglou had six months. He'd already identified the three or four that he got, in the, the, and I think that was a big factor in Celtic winning the league because the lift they got, the players came straight into his first team. Mm. Whereas when Bronckhorst, he, he, he got the young boy Diallo. He was Ramsey comes in and alone. You know, it was it, it, it was a, a month in. He, 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 I think now that he's seven months in the job and he's got a, well, we all know his players inside out. By now, you would like to think he'll have an idea. He already have an idea probably months ago what he wants to bring to the club and I think that's for a Rangers perspective that's the exciting thing I think Celtic and Rangers what they recruit in the summer will be really interesting
4: it is as well because Ange Postacoglu pretty much from what we can gather got the players that he wanted or certainly the ones Straight that away. came in yeah. he's chosen them yeah. most of them I think there will be one or two that we, that we would have inherited that clearly yeah. worked out well and that's where Van Bronckhorst has got to go and stamp his authority Mm. okay yeah there's one or two suggestions I'll look at them whatever the recruitment but also I know player A and B inside out I want them go and get Mm -hmm. them for me Mm
5: -hmm.
4: go and get them for me and then we'll look at the the other targets and that's where he needs to be really strong and really firm with his own football club
3: Ange Postacoglu bought players to fit into the system that he knew he was going to play they were they were custom built weren't they for, for what he wanted to do You know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has been in a sense operate, been operating with one hand, hand behind his back a
5: little bit um, I, th- I, th- I think the, th- the thing with Ange Postacoglu one or two I think Maeda I think he was wanting to maybe get Maeda at the start so he already knew of these guys mm. and then I think maybe I'm speculating maybe he was encouraged by the way Kyogo hit the ground running for Celtic, you know, I'm definitely going to go back for these guys now. This is the effect. It's a positive effect. That's me speculating. But he definitely knew these guys. Where he pulls O'Reilly from, I do not know. But that was another one where they came in and lifted the first 11 straight away, those guys. They were they round about the squad. I think O'Reilly and Hatati played against Rangers at the, mm-hmm. the beginning of February. They were right in amongst it from day one.
3: You mentioned Calvin Bassey, Mark, as an example of what Giovanni van Bronckhorst has done with players who are already there. I mean, John Lundstrom is another yeah, sensational absolutely. example yeah. of a player who looked as if he was on the way out in January, yeah. uh, and he's ter- and, and even last night I thought in a maybe a below par Rangers performance. Um, you know, he was terrific.
4: Yeah, he played very well, uh, John Lundstrom. I, sort of I think defensively, and that's first and foremost what he's in the team to do. He's a defensive midfielder, then. You know, he'll occasionally break up the part, but yeah, he, he was solid um, again. Rob, you know, really couldn't um, couldn't fault him. Um, he gave a very honest interview, maybe a wee bit harsh, and <laughs> his team uh, with his interviewed. But you know, he, he, you know, he spoke from the heart and uh, wore his heart on his sleeve. Um, but yeah, he's been good because listen, there was one or two bikes for him in January and, uh, yeah, in a different circumstance. he could have been away, but now. Um, he won't be going anywhere you know he'll be one of the first names on Van Bronckhorst's team sheet
3: One of Richard's other points was uh, leaving out uh, he was going to leave out Conor Goldson uh, for Saturday because uh, he blamed him for for that moment where where he was slightly out of position and he looked to maybe to me to to freeze a little bit as well he looked as if he was going to go for it and cut out and then didn't these are split second yeah. moments aren't Friend they lines. on a player who's barely missed a game yeah, in, in four years at Rangers
5: you, you talk about trying to stop the cross but at times you, you can't stop the cross I think it goes through was it right that went out it went through yeah. the legs yeah. you know and then I think he maybe gets caught between that I try to get in, clear this or does it go off me and go in it's all happened in a split second Bassy's at the back I think the lad does actually really well to get in between the two of them and it's, it's a, a decent finish but, yeah, I think golson has been one of Rangers' best performers. So, you can't really, you know, we'll just remove him for the, the Scottish Cup final on the back of, you know, the goal last night. It's fine lines. It's yeah. fine lines. And the disappointment and the, 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 the huge event that the final was, people will pick holes and anything. And, you know, unfortunately, for Golson at that point, he maybe did freeze a little bit and... But whether he, it's it's not enough to take you out of. A, he's been one of the most consistent players this season. It's not enough to take him out of a Scottish Cup final.
3: Anyway, Richard, we've chewed over your comments. Thanks for expressing your views. And and yeah, as Mark says, you're you're welcome. Uh, to express whatever you feel uh, about last night. Big European disappointment. Uh, Europa League final defeat on penalties. It was 5-4 in the final analysis. If you want to join the football chat, 0808 17
0: 17 700, news at 6 on the way. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley.
1: We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first class
0: service. So Come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new
1: name for Toyota in Glasgow.
3: So
0: Rangers have tomorrow that's it
3: to prepare for the Scottish Cup final against Hearts the showpiece which ends the club Scottish football season uh, apart from of course the Premiership playoff final which uh, has its first leg tomorrow and second leg on Monday I Eminence mean, Cali Thistle against St Johnston, playing for that final place in the top flight uh, next season but Rangers uh, back from Seville and uh, back into recovery mode Uh How will they be, not just physically, but emotionally, on the back of losing in Seville last night, the Europa League final. It went to penalties after two hours of football, 5-4 to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, The only penalty missed was Aaron Ramsey. It was saved. Um, And that was that. That's how close it was. That's how fine the margins are in uh, elite football and uh, Rangers have to prepare now for Hamden and a full house at the National Stadium for Rangers against Hearts playing for the Scottish Cup are Rangers going to get a trophy into the cabinet uh, by the time this season is finished all comes down to Hamden will it be extra time again you wouldn't bet against it the way things have gone so Rob McLean Simon Donnelly Mark Guidi in the studio and we've got Craig in Whitburn with us hi Craig
9: alright guys how you doing Thank yeah Craig. good to yourself
3: hi, um, you were on the show last night mm. you, you've had time to reflect Craig what are you thinking
9: I think after watching last night I've realised what's Rangers big problem this season I think last season, we had an amazing season that everybody in the team chipped in with goals, including our defenders. I think this season it's not been the case and I think our forward three is proven that we need an entirely new forward line.
3: So would you be saying farewell to Ryan Kent?
9: I don't know. I would say if a really good offer came in, I would take the money because the problem we have is We need forwards that are going to contribute goals. Now, Kent's only scored two or three goals this season. The season before, it wasn't much more than that. And this first season, I'm sure he scored one or something like that. That, for a forward player, that isn't enough contribution when you've not got a striker who's always there putting the ball in the back of the net.
4: Mark, strikers needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like we said and, and, and Craig knows um, he was on last night you know Kent's got a year to go on his deal now on the form of this season and and, and you know not just last night but overall are you going to break the bank to keep Ryan Kent are you going to offer him you know tens and tens and tens of thousands of pounds a week to stave off interest from down the road no I don't think he are um, I'm not saying he's not a good player he is a good player and he is an asset to Rangers but when you've got a year to go there's a conversation, if it's not already taking place between um, Giovanni Van Brock listen, um Listen, what's your thoughts? Because you don't want to lose him for nothing a year down the line. So I would imagine that Ryan Kent will be sold. You know, whatever kind of fear he can get in for him, bearing in mind he's got a year to go, there will be interest down the road because he's got something. He is a really good player, but yeah. he's just not hit those hit those levels um, that Rangers need. So it probably needs freshened up. He's been at the club four years, three, four years, so it mm-hmm. needs freshened up. Morelos. I don't know. Um it wouldn't surprise me if Morelos signed a year extension. Um so yeah, maybe maybe but they would still need a number nine anyway, whether Morelos yeah. stays um or not. So so it's, so it's creativity. Um, you know, you want to go and get the rank Kent that they first had, you know, dare I say it they want to go and get something fresh that'll light it up the way a bad and jota, mm. you know, lit up Celtic in the in the wide the area. So again that's where we're talking about recruitment and Giovanni all of his own um, ideas of what he needs to do and who he wants um, to bring in but there's no doubt there's a, there's, there's a freshness needed like I said it was a three year journey to get to what happened last night Rob this mm-hmm. just didn't happen in six months this was a steady improvement in European football that was started by Steven Gerrard when you think about it, you know four years ago they lost a team to Luxembourg under Pedro Cachina yeah. so this was a steady climb you know goals has come to the end of his probably End of his time at Rangers, Alan McGregor, I think he'll stay for another year, but he might not. So when you look at it, there's, there's change coming. I think that team won the title last year, stopped 10 in the row, 155. Last night, and I know they've got a cup fight comes that they're probably kind of peaked as a team, I think, now. Yeah. Um, and therefore, that's why I think there'll be there'll be changes in a, a couple of um you know guys that have played every week for Rangers a, a couple of departures.
3: There comes a time um where it is uh, the moment to, to change. I mean, Ryan Kent is one who can light it up yep. uh, as Mark says but but you need end product and, and maybe that's what's been lacking with him
5: Yeah, definitely uh, Listen, I, I've covered most of Celtics games this this season and Jota coming in had all the ability in the world but playing wide you know, managers and coaches look at your end product and he's produced that I've, I've not got his stats here but for th- he's certainly got more than three goals and more than, more assists than Kent. So that, mm-hmm. that's where Kent hasn't delivered. He's, he's, he's turned up on different occasions in, in Europe, you know, and popped up and played well in games. But yeah. you need to do it over and over again. You know, if you're a big player at the team, you have to produce numbers week in, week out. I don't think he's done it. I think it's a really interesting point that Craig's saying about, you know, their attack line. Because, I'm again, I'm, I'm just comparing with Celtic. Obviously, domestically, I've done really well. Kyogo, twenty goals. Jacky is sixteen. I think Abada fourteen. I've got a question mark at Maeda and Jota, but they must be heading towards ten goals each.
3: Yeah, Maeda's high single figures, I so think. That, Jota's in double figures. I, he think, double I figures? think he's maybe got twelve goals, fourteen assists, so, so there, something like are, that. There's,
5: there's five players I mentioned straight away mm. that have shared the goals around. At David, Tur-
3: David Turnbull, ten.
5: Yeah. So there, I mean, yeah. it's that's where I think Celtic could been more effective this season, where players have been out. Now Morelos has come in found a bit of form under Gio but then falls away with injury Roof is injured then they're looking where else are we getting goals from so I I agree with Craig that needs freshened up I also touched on that earlier in the the year in the show that that team as Mark says that's a three year project that's Mm. the the, the, the end product was last night in in the cup final they grew as a team yeah but now they have to freshen up. And that's where I think Rangers fans should be excited and interested to see where Gio goes next because I think there'll, there'll be a big change at Rangers.
3: And are you fully supportive of Giovanni Van Bronck course, uh, Craig?
9: I think it would be daft not to. The guy's, the guy's not had a chance whatsoever to bring in his own players. I don't believe Aaron Ramsey and Diallo were signings that Giovanni had in mind. I think that has been done by Ross Wilson and Giovanni Vigheed. Um So I think it would be daft to get rid of a manager who's had one proper window of getting in his own players and having a budget. It's just, it's not, its am not going to be honest with people are saying that they wanted them start at the moment.
3: I think it's quite exciting potentially isn't it for, for Rangers fans probably mm. to, to see what Giovanni van Bronckhorst will yeah. do because he'll have been sitting on a list of names for some considerable time
4: yeah. uh, until this job came along listen he's got a fabulous network of contacts and you look at him, he's got you, you know, you'll know you know the Dutch scene inside out now you look at what Celtic picked up Jackie Mac is backup striker less than 3 million quid 16 goals I mean says just rained off the stats here mm. that's a backup striker mm-hmm that's missed with various injuries
5: three, three and a half months in the season. So
4: when you look at what you can nick, you know, when when, when you shop around and you've got contacts, he's worked for the City Group. He's probably with Pep Guardiola, he's probably with Mikel Arteta, he's worked over in China. He's got great contacts, you know, people that he can tap into. One of his best friends is Claudia Arena. Listen, I know everybody in football has got friends and contacts, but when you're talking about him and then you've got his staff as well, Roy McKay, Bayern Munich Deportivo, Holland you know so Dave Voss Ajax so look they'll, they'll know what they want and then you've got Ross Wilson's contacts uh, book added into the mix so yeah there's exciting times um, and as always happens Rob as well tend to find that Celtic and Rangers there'll always be a couple of targets that they're both going for because agents know how it works well if, you're gonna go, if you want to go and play in Scotland there's only two places you can go they'll roughly kind of pay the same kind of money in terms of wages so boom We'll put you into Celtic Park and we'll put you into Ibrox. That's what happens. So they'll be chasing a couple of the same players. The thing is now Celtic have certainty mm. about what the budget is. Rangers probably don't because they might end up in the Champions League. They might not. They won't know until three or four days before the end of August, whether they are or not. Mm. So you know, so Celtic will definitely get a head start in terms of money and recruitment. But uh, really exciting for for both clubs, but I would imagine there'll be more changes at Rangers in terms of ins and outs and do you see Rangers
3: Craig as a team who not having got that automatic route into the Champions League group stages can actually qualify for it because of based on what what they've done in the lead up to Seville the, the high profile scalps they've taken
9: I definitely think we should qualify because in all honesty I think even though we're not guaranteed the Champions League money I think Giovanni will be back because I don't know if I'm right with this, but I've heard apparently Rangers have made 40 million from the Europa League journey, like including everything like ticket sales, stuff like that. And then they also sold Patterson for 16 million. So I'd imagine if that's like 60 million, the Rangers board will probably back Giovanni a good bit to then have enough quality to get into the Champions League to get another 30, 40 million
4: you've always got to remember Craig that there's a big wage bill it's not like just everything comes in and nothing goes back out mm. you know there, there, there's a big wage bill the parts and money whatever the transfer fee is and there'll be bonuses and all that involved like we were saying earlier you don't get that in a winner well you might get that that could be over three, four, five installments over three, four, five years so you know, you've got to remember that as well that you, you, um, I don't know what ranges I've made in Europe in terms of everything it might be 40 million I don't know but um, you know, you've got to remember there's, there's a big wage bill um, there, there, there's there been there's been loans given as well that whenever they, they need to be repaid if they need to be repaid so there's, there's lots of things um, to look at but um, certainly uh, regardless of that there will be there will be movement and that's where Giovanni and the staff uh, including Ross Wilson they need to be creative um, they need to go and tap into their contacts you need to call in one or two favours you know, you really need to lean on agents you really need to lean on like top top clubs you know, um, like they did with Gerard, did with Kent in the first instance with Liverpool, tapped into his contacts and says, listen, give us Kent and loan. I know he's a good young player. Give me him in loan, like um, like Celtic did with, with with Manchester City a couple of times because of the 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 Lawwell family connection mm. there. So that's you've got to go and um, go and try and do that. Be creative. Use your pals. Lean on them. Ask for a favour. Beg them if you need to to get some players that, players that you want in the door.
3: And what we've talked uh, a lot about on this show, uh, Craig, is the the quality of youngsters coming through at Rangers, headed o- at the moment, of course, by Alex Lowry, who was named today in the Scotland Under 21 squad for those games in June uh, against Belgium and Denmark. Leon King is in it as well. Are you conscious of the factor? Do you do you, you know, do you see this as important that space is kept so that players of that quality coming through the academy get the chance to develop as first team players?
9: That's actually quite funny because one of the points I was going to make was that when I saw Lowry come on for Hadji in his first game, even though it was against a lower league, t- uh, lower division team, I could tell that he was special straight away there's just certain players as soon as they touch the ball the way they move you know there's something about them and I said straight away he should be replacing Hadji we need to give this player running games he would be something special he would bring something good to the team so I actually believe if we had done that Lowry would be performing at a high level for the first team right now every time he's played he's played well took his goal against Hearts coolly couldn't have finished it any better I think if he got a run of games he would already be one of the main players in the Rangers team
3: Yeah, De- I mean Derek who was our first caller on the show tonight Simon I mean he was of the, of a mind that Alex Lyrie mm. should be in the Cup final team uh, uh, on Saturday for all sorts of reasons his promise his talent the fact that he looks at home there and also the fact that Rangers maybe do need freshened up
5: Yeah, but I, I think as well Rangers fans and Celtic fans would get a, a huge lift for boys coming through the ranks you know and been kind of one of their own. But I agree with is it Craig still? Craig, yeah. Uh, I agree with Craig. Sometimes you can just tell by seeing somebody, you know. The first uh, time you see them. Yeah, yeah. I do I do. I mean, I remember one of the guys on this show, I remember seeing Barry Ferguson at Celtic Park playing for I think it was Rangers Reserves. I was mm. must have been injured sitting watching. You can tell with players, and that's not I'm not comparing Lowry to, to Barry, but you can tell with certain players. I, I thought when I seen Uh, Patterson at first you know, I I thought he's got a real bright future I know for whatever reason he's not getting game time just now but he's he's done really well for Scotland I think he can just tell the players and I think I've seen enough of the the kid he can handle it he can handle the Rangers jersey he took his goal really coolly as Craig says there and I think yes not necessarily building the team round boys like this but he has to be part of the squad, and I think for his development next season, at eighteen, despite he's only eighteen, he needs to be a lot more prominent. He needs to feature a lot more, and I think I think Joe will have him in his plans.
3: Craig, how excited are you about Calvin Bassi, and if he continues this rate of development?
9: Bassey is absolutely incredible. After watching him yesterday, you think not all season, but yesterday really impressed me. The moment he made his big mistake. 23 last season I'm sure the season before he was still playing under 23 never played a first game uh, first season for Leicester he makes that mistake and rather than panicking in a big big final probably the biggest game in his life he decides no that's my fault I made the mistake I'm going to get that back and he went back and he got it I think a lot of players in that team probably the other players on the pitch could have crumbled after a mistake like that he had the mentality to go through that's why that boy is going to probably be a big, big player one day
3: Yeah, and and he'll be a player, Mark that, that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will be looking at and looking to build his new Rangers team for next season, around yeah. I and mean, obviously they could come under a bit of pressure with some bids yeah. in the summer. You'd be surprised if they didn't get some big bids. But he'll want to work with him longer, develop him again, and, yeah. and then you know they've got a talent, an asset on the pitch, mm-hmm. and further down the line maybe a massive transfer price.
4: Yeah, i that mean, imagining you know the conversation with Giovanni and Calvin Bassi and, and, and Bassi's representatives will be you know stay here, you know give me a, a full pre-season to what he you give us a season? We've got big plans of what to go and win the league back. Champions League potential of being involved in that tournament. at the very least, you know, Europa League or whatever so it'll be, European football. Stay here. Get another 40 or 50 games on your belt. Get in front of 50,000 every other week. At Ibrox, you know, help is going topple Celtic. So that's all Carrickson and Dangle in front, in front of us because he's still a young player. He's never had a full season in the first team. Mm. He's, been very, he's been excellent this season in the games that he's played. So that's what you'd say to him and then this time next year, you know you, you, you're probably looking at Bassey going could you only keep those types of players for so long they so good now it could well be that Rangers receive a bid that they just can't turn down mm. in the next two months You just couldn't roll that out because Bassey's shown that kind of level where there will be interest in him you know this is not him playing in the early rounds of Europe's second competition this is him playing in a final he's had a number of good games so there's no doubt that his name is reverberating um, and that that will lead to, to bids but Let's say if you're the choice, I'm sure if you're Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, albeit at different positions, but you're saying, do you want to keep Ryan Kent or do you want to keep Calvin Bassi? Well, I'm keeping Calvin Bassey. You know, that's the kind of conversations there'll
3: be. Yeah, Craig, I think we've managed to turn a negative into something of a positive <laughs> off the back of off the back of last night, and you'll be hoping that continues into a, a Scottish Cup win on Saturday. Are you optimistic? Yes,
9: here's, here's hoping. Uh... I think we will win it, but no one ever knows how a team are going to react after what happened last night. Um, it'll have been the biggest disappointment in the players' career personally for them. So it just depends how they respond, uh, how their mental state is, but I'd imagine they'll get it over the line, hopefully. It's good to have
3: you on the show. All the best, Craig. Thank you. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go! Go, go,
3: go, go, go! Thanks for the travel and the traffic, Chris. Too, it's a little bit by surprise there, I would have to say, uh, but it can be brief as the week comes to an end. The sun is shining into the Go Radio Football Show. Studio, and uh, we are looking forward, of course, to the Scottish Cup final. Rangers against Hearts on Saturday uh, mm. really is uh, not far away. Rangers don't have much time uh, to get themselves sorted out on the back of that big disappointment in Seville um, last night. Just looking at some of the games going on in England tonight, it's uh, pretty. Ghoulish I suppose to be looking at the bottom end of the table but it's so competitive and it's so expensive to to drop out uh, when you're used to football at that level. Um, Frank Lampard and Everton are at home to Crystal Palace tonight. Um, Burnley are at Aston Villa mm. Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa tonight uh, Chelsea-Leicester is the other game in the English Premier League but Everton Burnley Leeds Mark all with a big question mark hanging over them at the moment
4: Yeah I, mean, I think you'd probably say at the moment you may be looking at Leeds possibly going down joining uh, Norwich and Watford but it's it's all to play for um, Aston Villa won comfortably at Burnley just a few weeks ago because uh, the, the, the game tonight is because it was postponed because of um, Covid um, six months ago so yeah and as you say Rob if you drop out you're you're losing 120 130 Mm. million wiped away Um, and for either Huddersfield or Nottingham Forest Mm. you know they're they're about to just you know bank 120 million quid you know whatever one emerges victorious uh, from that game um, next weekend so yeah uh, all to play for and just while I remember for the Scottish Cup on Saturday both managers Robbie Nielsen at Hearts Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at Rangers both won the Scottish Cup as players for their respective clubs. Mm-hmm. Now, one of them will do it as a manager too on Saturday. And it's not often that you actually play and manage the same club and and, and win the, the the Scottish Cup. So it's a nice wee extra sure touch is. to be to be added on Saturday. Sure
3: is, uh, and a year ago. Um, a lot of the Hearts mm. fans a big section of Hearts fans were wanting uh, Robbie Nielsen hounded out of the place even though they'd clinched uh, promotion from the championship back to the, the top flight I think they've had to go into hiding that mob haven't they because yeah. Hearts have been sensational this season
5: they have they have started off the campaign really well they've they've been sitting in that third place quite comfortably for a number of weeks and I think that's a third final in four that's right. seasons yep. which is pretty good that's you right. know yep. for a club like Hearts but they want to go that step further. You know, they've they've not quite got there in the, the other finals that they've been in. But yeah, just the, the reaction to Robbie Nilsson is similar to the the guy who what's up in about Geo. You mm. know, things can turn quite quickly in football. Uh, but he's done a great job. And, you know, that's a, that's a great incentive as well, personally, for the two managers that Mark's saying there, that they both went and won it with their respective clubs. Uh, but yeah, Robbie will want to go that step further. He's, he's not there just to make the numbers up on Saturday.
3: And they'll be smelling blood, won't they, in terms of uh, where Rangers are at the moment. It's a brutal business and they will look for any weakness that they can prey on uh Hamden on Saturday, Mark, and and they, they will um you know, they will want to get at Rangers whatever team Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sends out.
4: Yeah, I mean well one thing's for sure, it'll be a stronger team than what played at Tynecastle last Saturday, mm. um and Rangers won, you know, three one in Hart's or what maybe a 70-75% capacity mm-hmm. first team out mm-hmm. and, and Rangers only I think what Aaron Ramsey Steve Davis Scott Arfield maybe started the game um, so uh, yeah but it's there it's been an energy sapping physically 120 minutes but we don't know we don't know yet emotionally what it's taken out of Rangers I'm no doubt they'll still be absolutely dejected flying back the plane you know Aaron Ramsey will still need will still be needing to be consoled I'm sure at this point but come tomorrow It's a case of trying to pick yourself up, Uh, Giovanni assessing uh, all elements of what's going on within his squad and then choosing a starting 11 that he think can go and um, put him into a winning position and obviously having a strong bench should he need to tap into that. And I'm sure he will need to tap into the the bench um, at some point um, on Saturday with with a few changes. Um, But for Hearts... You know, regardless of what happened last night to Rangers, hearts of the capabilities of, of winning of this tournament. You know, been at Hamden, as I'd said, a number of times now, semi finals and, and finals. What would give them confidence right away is they've got a top class goalkeeper. So you need to do really well to, to to beat him. Um they've got a match winner on Barry McKay uh, big sim up front, a handful boys is fit now, mm-hmm. um as well. Heading in the middle of the part. Souter's fit interesting to see if he starts given the circumstances um, that he's joining Rangers Craig um, Halkett after. could be back as well Halkett Stephen Kingsley he's got mm. wicked left peg set mm. pieces so there's 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 every chance Hearts can win on, on, on Saturday uh, but Rangers need to pick themselves up and that's where Giovanni you know will, will come in and earn these earn these crust as, as manager by you know trying to choose the right starting in the
3: I wonder if Aaron Ramsey could be in the starting lineup on Saturday maybe giving him the opportunity to turn misery from last night into um, a little bit of magic at, at Hamden. this was the Rangers manager talking about the man who missed the penalty last night.
8: Well it's very it's very down. I mean you can you could see that already after the game it's, it's, it's never nice to lose so everyone is hurt, disappointed and, and you can sense that in the locker room. I think it's also normal, so short after, after, uh, after the game. You know, Aaron, of course, was disappointed. Uh, but, you know, he took responsibility to take the penalty. And, uh, well, you can, you can make it or you can, you can miss it. And uh, unfortunately for us, um, he, didn't, uh, he didn't make it. But, you know, you want to have players taking penalties who are ready and are, are comfortable also.
3: And clearly, he jumped up, Simon, uh, and said immediately, uh, "Count me in. I'm I'm going to take one of these. The, the responsibility. Clearly, I mean, obviously, the manager has to agree to it. But yeah. but he i am 'I'm I'm taking one of these.'
5: Yeah, and you've got to credit him for that. You know, you always. I think you should always put yourself forward for that that situation. As Mark said earlier on, he's a top quality football player. You know, regardless of the, the amount of time he'd been on the park. And credit to him, you know, people say, oh, it's not brave, it's only taking a penalty, but, you know, it's a, it's a European Cup final step up, uh, and unfortunately for him, he's decided to go down the middle with it, and it's it's, it's the poorest penalty on the night. Having said that, Tavernier's, he's sent the keeper the wrong way, but that was quite central as well, but mm-hmm. other than that, the penalties on the night were top top draw, and unfortunately, that's what happens, and the penalties somebody has to miss, and on the night, it, it had to be him.
8: And they were ready for the shootout as well? I think we prepared well also the penalties you know Borna had to, had to go out and he's, uh, he's one of the first penalty kickers you know also in the game but he, he went out and uh, you know we trained uh, the, the penalty kicks we gave the because some players they don't need they are comfortable in, in taking penalties so we had a good few of players who wanted to take a penalty and, and players who, who didn't want to take a penalty so you know, in the end, we had our list uh, ready, and we had to adjust it also because of the subs.
3: It's interesting, isn't it, when you mm. think about the ifs and buts, and maybe if Borna Barisic hadn't gone off, if he had been fit, and he to take one of the penalties, and he would have done, maybe Aaron Ramsey wouldn't have been required.
4: Yeah, but for me, the most interesting line in that Rob was just that one from from Giovanni. Some players wanted to take them, some players didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, with, with the first caller on, I, I did. The, the tweet, you know, saying you know, ah, it Giovanni's Richard, fault, yeah. you know, yeah. about the, you know, yeah. about the. it's like, well, like we say, you know, not everybody puts their hands up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, look, there's nothing wrong with it. I think as a professional football, it's part of your job. I'm not saying you should be volunteering right up. In the, yeah, man, it mm-hmm. count me in. But that said, you shouldn't be saying no. <laughs> you should not be. I don't think that, that, so, that you shouldn't no, well, be that, saying that's no, that's you know? That
5: that me as the ex-pro watching the game last night. My first thought was interesting. Four four of the subs. So the uh, we touched on it with Burke earlier on. I know circumstances change throughout a game, but those boys there, like Sir Lundstrom, great strike on him, mm-hmm. scored against Dortmund. Popped up in the last round. Uh, Kent, he's an attacking player, technical player, good dead ball. Uh, you're thinking guys like that, you know, but. Again, I don't know. Nervous? Maybe play funny things with you at the end. M- 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 oh, maybe, maybe,
4: Kent because of the miss Yeah, yeah, no maybe, the or, it Yeah, do
5: maybe, it. maybe his head's yeah. just gone with that, that that miss two minutes before. And maybe, maybe, physically as well, because
3: because I'm not saying you know it might not be as simple as as some people. Wanted to take them and some people didn't want to take them. Maybe it was a case of well, actually, I've, I've, a... I've strained my leg here. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I don't want to take one for risk that I'm yeah. not actually physically I, ready for it.
5: I took a few penalties in my time and I, I, I took and I shoot out once for Sheffield Wednesday. I never did it in a European final. Mm. It's it's a different kettle of fish. It, it takes you know guts to people. Oh, I did only you take, score. I did I score the good, winner for Sheffield Wednesday. Done it, Molyneux, Evans, FA Cup
3: but did you just casually throw
5: that in? I did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and what was your what was your, what was your policy? Uh, did you did you vary it a lot from yeah, the yeah?
5: my policy was, it should be the easiest way to score a goal. You've got all the time to pick your your spot. You're not being challenged. You've only got the keeper to beat. It sounds easy, but mm. I didn't do it in a European final, and that's where it's the pressure's tenfold. You've got so many thousand Rangers fans in the city. Everything that comes with that game, but I was just that was that was the thing that clicked in my head. It was interesting to see that four of the subs step forward rather than other boys there that you would possibly expect to take one.
3: Yeah, I think John Lundstrom would have been high on my list, uh, for, for one that would take one. I can mm. see why Ryan Kent might not be ready in his head to take one because yeah. of what happened a couple of minutes before. Him. Yeah,
4: I mean, you look at the 10 outfield players that have finished the game, um, Rob. So, who didn't take one? Bassey, Lundstrom in that's three, your, your back four that finished the game. Um, Kent and uh, uh, Sands. Mm-hmm. So there's your five mm-hmm. that didn't take one. Now, again from that, and I take Giovanni Van Bronckhurst at his word, it's been made clear to him or his staff, whether it's Dave Voss or Roy McKay, again, right, who's ready, who's, who's who's up for who's okay to go... You know, And it's obviously there's been at least one, if not two or three, that have said... I don't want to be involved in the first five. And I don't, I don't th- want to be involved. Th- in
5: it. See, as a manager, as a coach, if that's made aware to, he, he can't force. No, can. Some days, right? No. You must take one. No,
4: it's,
5: it, I think you go with the guys that, the first guys. Yeah, I want to take one. Yeah. I'm confident in my ability. Yeah. I'll take it.
4: And by the way, there's, I think it's been pretty much the list has been uh, has been done before the game. As we said, Barisic should have taken one. But there's no doubt, you know. whether again, like it's Giovanni. The staff, they've had a conversation with Roof and um, and Ramsey and it'll be but so just double checking guys you know we're putting you on for penalty kicks mm-hmm. now look we're going to penalty for four, mm-hmm. three or four minutes to go still okay for it still up for it you might need to stay forward because Borla Barracks has been doing my cramp a couple of times he's off the pitch now but are you okay to do it now had one of them said no then you're not putting them on yeah. so clearly there's been that conversation mm-hmm. and both Roof and Ramsey said yes gaffer count me in I'm taking one of the first five and then they're looking for three more.
3: We've been talking a lot about the penalty shootout, naturally enough. We've also been talking about that big chance that fell the way of Ryan Kemp with just two minutes of 120 left.
8: Well, yeah, of course. If you have a big, big chance in the end, uh, I think it was a great save. You know, especially in the, in those minutes uh, towards the end of the game, you know, any goal can is, is decisive and um, it was a big chance for us, but, you know... I think Ryan did everything he can to to score the goal uh, but uh yeah it was a big chance but you know in the end when you you get chances you also have to take them especially in those minutes but again you know Ryan you know did everything to try to score
3: I seem to remember the defender who was challenging Kent as well at that <coughs> at that moment um did, did well just mm, to, to get some off. sort of challenge yeah exactly maybe knock to. him off balance and, yeah, and then the, and then the goalkeeper spread himself Kevin Trapp
5: yeah, I watched the replay a couple of times earlier on and yeah, he does that, he does exactly that, just it's last ditch, it's just mm-hmm. because two minutes to go, it's it's looking as if it's fallen on a plate for, for Ryan Kent and you just have to try and put him off and the keeper's done really well and even the rebound I think, a defender gets mm-hmm. ahead to the rebound as well, it's just last ditch desperation really uh, and for Frankfurt it kind of paid off
3: you do feel for Aaron Ramsey you do feel for Ryan Kent because you have to be mentally strong mark don't you that that because yeah. that's something that could plague you for a long time
4: yeah um you know particularly Aaron Ramsey i mean at law ramsey's you would say, probably kind of getting towards the latter stages of his career, career he's, he's a chief player whereas you know kent still you know on, on the up and right, up what, yeah was yeah. he, 25 or whatever he is 24 25 um so yeah, and I just go by the, by the pictures, and, and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst um, said it there. You could see, you know, BT camera zoomed in on him. As is their job, that's what they've got to do. And he was distraught, absolutely distraught. And he still will he'll probably be worse today than what he was on on the pitch. That you know, five minutes after the shootouts uh, finished, when the enormity of of what's happened, <coughs> um, is hit him. And uh, I don't think he'll start on Saturday. I think when that's happened to you bear in mind as well again his attendance record he's not up to match speed um, no I don't think he'll start in on Saturday
3: I noticed the Rangers players leaving their hotel earlier today on the way to the to the flight back and it was pointed out that, that John Lundstrom declined the opportunity to speak to any of the fans and that and that's not like that's not <coughs> him at all no. because he's a good lad and he speaks to everybody um, he, you know, he's, he's an amiable sort of guy, yeah. and and that tells you a story. You know about the devastation. You know, we're talking in football terms, obviously, but there's the, devastation the players feel, and and you could, uh, he was wearing that. his heart in his sleeve with that after match interview last night. He was he was taking a lot on board that he probably didn't have to.
5: Yeah. yeah, you can listen. There's exceptions to the rule, really, with things like last night. It will still be raw for the players. They've been on a. A tremendous journey over the season to get to the final and to come ridiculously close. It, it must hurt them. Uh, it won't be anything personally with the fans. It'll just be a reaction today and giving them giving them the time to get over this. But they don't have a lot of time because tomorrow they'll be back to work for a big game in, on Saturday. But yeah, I just think there is exceptions. Last night to to go to, to penalties, have the chance with two minutes from the end of extra time you know they've, they've came really close you couldn't get any closer without winning it
3: Tomorrow recovery day Scottish Cup final Saturday 3 o'clock kick off Rangers against Hearts for the last silverware of the season
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Go Go
3: of the breaking stories in the course of the last couple of hours as we enter the final segment of a Thursday's Go Radio Football Show. Uh, Lee Johnson is the new manager of Hibs. He's got a four-year deal as well, which is uh, a little bit more... <laughs> than the four months that Sean Maloney uh, got that was the point at which he was kicked out only 19 games in charge and it's a sixth permanent manager in the space of uh, sorry a third permanent manager in the in the space of six months uh, David Gray is in temporary charge and I think there's going to be a job for him on the coaching staff uh, continuing Sir David Gray as he's known uh, in Leith uh, Alex Lowry of Rangers been speaking about him a fair bit in the show in fact uh, in, a, in recent weeks and months so we've been talking a lot about the 18 year Year old. What a talent he is and he's in the Scotland Under-21 squad for the first time. Leon King, his teammate, who's also 18 uh, is in as well. They'll be really excited about these uh, games coming up in Belgium and Denmark in June. Uh, Belgium are the group winners. Uh, Scotland have got no chance basically. Their uh, qualification hopes ended with a draw in Kazakhstan but it is international recognition uh, for Lowry and King. Archie Mekison of Dundee United who looks a, a good player anytime any time I've cast eyes on him and a couple of Dundee players in for the first time as well Harry Sharp the goalkeeper and Josh Mulligan uh, who is on loan at Peterhead uh, they are in the squad as well for the first time Inverness against St Johnstone that is uh, tomorrow night these big games Mark keep on coming don't mm. they and uh, we've been talking about high stakes football uh, that certainly qualifies as
5: well
4: yeah, but, you know, really interesting two legs. Um, you know, Inverness a chance to to get up under Billy Dodge in his first full season um in charge uh of the club. And uh, that's right, yeah, Dodge two over last right mm-hmm, yep, Yeah. And then um obviously you've, you've got <coughs> St Johnson trying to preserve their the premiership uh, status in the back of a of a cup double uh last season. So yeah, it's got all the makings of a, a right good one. I'm sure it'll be nervy, Rob. They they always mm. are because there's so much at stake. Um, both live on on Sky TV tomorrow night and then Monday night big big crowds um, at both games and uh, with Colin Henry in the studio uh, last night of course his son Callum who's scored Mm. a lot of important goals for St Johnston and some real good finishes as well you know some proper um, finishing so I'm sure that he'll have a an important role to play for St Johnstone, um over the coming 180 minutes
3: And if the Perth team uh, can get the job done Simon they'll just breathe a big sigh of relief almost wipe away all memories of this season and, and begin again and, and kick on again because Callum Davidson is too good a manager to be really associated you would have thought with a team in trouble like they've been
5: Yeah they just need to get the job done Now Rob really and as you say that will wipe this season out last season was such a successful season Probably never to be repeated, really, you know, to win the two Cups. Uh, an incredible feat for the club. And yeah, they've, they've just found for whatever reason this season. But I'm just thinking along the lines of Mark there with, with Callum Hendry, I think he has scored some important goals. I think somebody like him might be the difference over the two ties. don't think there was much, well, there wasn't much against Arbroath. Obviously, it went down to the, the penalties Uh I still think St Johnson will, will get it over the line and erase, as you said, the, the, mm. the previous eight or nine months. What
3: Inverness didn't get over the line, of course, was their appeal against yeah. the the red card shown to Danny Devine so he he's a he's a big miss for them Shane Sullivan was injured in that game against our as well so so he's out so um they might not have too much to to choose from Inverness but Billy will could use that to, to to his benefit their benefit potentially um that sort of trench mentality sometime they they'll, yeah. they'll give it a good
4: go yeah they will you know it's, it's on their own um pitch in front of their own supporters in many ways they've, they've got nothing to lose i mean I'm just, See, the pressure's more on St Johnston mm. to go and get this uh, job done um, over the two games, um, and yeah, we'll see. But you know, I think you know when you, when you look at the ability of Callum Hendry in front of goal, you look at the the pace of of Glenn Middleton, you look at Cameron Ferguson, Milka Helberg and you look at you know Jamie McCart at the back, Xander Clark um, in goal, you know some really good players in the St Johnston team, and so I think if you look at Callum Davidson as a manager, Rob, it's almost like the two seasons has in charge that it, it should have been reversed. Like his first season mm-hmm. should have been just like getting to know The learning and, process. Yeah. <laughs> and then not not that anybody would have expected him to win two cups, but you know what I mean? You know, so had the season been in reverse, he'd he'd be like, he, he, he could have been come the next manager, at Aberdeen or Hibs or something like that, the way things were, were going. But it's because it's been mm. it's been flipped um, around. But there's no doubt as a manager you want to learn many different things. You want to be put under different types of pressure. So last season he was put under Pressure to go and win cups, be in cup finals and, and win them, and he did. And now he's got the pressure of having to survive, different kind of pressure, probably more pressure, having to survive and get through these two games. So, when you assess that for Callum as a young manager, then as long as he comes through the next two games, then you know it will do him absolutely no harm at all.
3: I mentioned those two Dundee youngsters in the Scotland under 21 squad, Sharp and Mulligan, and there's a really good job there for somebody. Um, Dundee will. Change the squad. You would imagine they'll, they'll want something young and hungry for, ne- for next season to try and get back into into the Premiership. And manager of Dundee, they've got a big fan base. That's, that's a that's a really good job for yeah, somebody.
5: Yeah, big club. And listen, they've came up and straight back down. It's it's not easy to you know uh, turn that over in the in the following season. As we've seen, so many clubs going down there and struggling to get back up. But it's another good. We touched on but It's another good club to go and get your teeth in. Uh, if there's a few youngsters coming through it always helps at clubs like Dundee but I think that championship we've seen it this season for a, a long stretch of it it was so tight mm. and then Kilmarnock and I Abroff were up there with Kilmarnock Kilmarnock kind of get away at the, the right time but it was so so tight and I yeah. think it'll be the same next year I think there'll be a lot of teams looking at that league thinking that they can get up Arctic Thistle, Thistle as well
4: I think you look at it you know, there's a number of games when, when you look at the championship Rob and you and you see it, and there's two ways you can look at it. I always think there, there wasn't a lot of goals scored in the five games, mm. or you could flip that and say there was a lot of clean sheets. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look at it, wasn't a, very rarely was, there a no. there was a lot of high-scoring games. A lot of one nils and nil nils and one each, and a not two one. But you know, so depends what way you want to look at. It. As in, there's not a lot of good goal scorers in the division, or the the, the, the defenses were really really solid. Depends what way you want to look at it.
3: In the last few minutes of the show, we we're going to finish pretty much the way we started. Uh, talking about Seville last night, massive, massive disappointment for Rangers. Um, losing finals ain't easy.
8: Uh, well, of course, a big disappointment. I mean, if you um, play a final in Europe and you lose, it will hurt. Because um, you play a final, you will do everything you can to, to win it. And then in the end, um, you know, with penalties, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a lottery. And uh, tonight we weren't on the good side, um, but you know I can't complain with everything my players gave today and also the games before this uh, tonight. But uh, in the end, I think it was a really tight game. It, it went all the way to penalties, and uh, you know we lost. It's um, you know big disappointment because you are so close in winning a, a trophy. But um, that's also football. You know if you play uh, a lot of big games, big finals. You know, you will have uh, memories that will last forever when you when you win them. But uh, when you lose, it will hurt a lot. You know, I lost the World Cup final. You know, the biggest game there is, and uh, also a huge disappointment. But you know, you have to move on. Still, we have a big game on on Saturday, and um, next season we have to start all over again. So, but of course, the disappointment and uh, will uh, is, is 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 there tonight.
3: Yeah, there, I mean, there are there are the two sides to the coin, aren't there? The the you know losing a European final, the opportunities to be in one, just for Scottish teams, don't come around very often, yeah. and that that's what makes it. Uh, ultra painful but, but Rangers can certainly be using the positive of getting there the teams they beat along the way mm. um, when you get to the Europa League final you're pretty much in the Champions League echelons aren't you by, by yeah. doing that. And that that can give them a boost going into qualifying next yeah, season I mean they've not
4: lost their, their talent as a team this is a team that beat Leipzig and Borussia Dortmund you know, within the past four months You know, so they're a right good side they've got some really good individual players I've got two or three players that might be playing the last game for the club, you know, so that they'll want to go out on a high. And I've got a manager that, that that's hungry to win and knows how um, to win. And they you know, one kick of the ball or one save away from being Europa League champions last night, um, Rob. So yeah, they'll be deflated, but they've got a lot to be proud of and a, and a lot to be upbeat about. But that's easier said than done when you've when you've lost um, a final. So Rangers coming to this on the back of losing a penalty shootout. The last time Hearts won the Scottish Cup final was against Celtic 18 months ago. It was delayed by COVID in December 2020. They lost that in a penalty shootout yep. um, to Celtic. So they're <coughs> both, both getting into this game um, on Saturday. I like Robbie Nielsen. I like Liam McCullough. A lot of time for them. Two really good guys. And I really like Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And, and I felt for him last night because I've said many times in this programme, yes, you're judged as a manager. You're judged as what you do and silverware, etc. And that's the way it should be in football. But just as a person, he's a first-class human being the you know, way he leads Rangers he leads them impeccably mm-hmm. as a person he sets a very high standard as does Ange Postacoglu uh, across the road taking out whatever they've got to offer the game of football as people uh, the first class and you want to see guys like that having a bit of success you know, I, I, you know again nothing against Robin Nielsen and Lee McCulloch you like them if they win it on Saturday good luck to them but also you know, I wouldn't like to see Giovanni Van Brunker standing at Hamden mm-hmm. at 5 o'clock Saturday with a trophy like season, you know. So you know, we'll
8: see how it goes.
3: Rangers have to dig deep, but that's something they've done pretty impressively of late.
8: Well, it, it's going to be, uh, of course, it's going to not easy to uh, to 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 get them ready because, of course, it's uh, emotional. Uh, um, we are hurt and disappointed, but you know we have to. We we did it a couple of times to uh, to play after just a short recovery. Again, two days. You know, it's, we had the biggest game uh, of the year tonight, but. You know, Saturday we have to play already. We're flying back tomorrow. We have only one day prepare. It will not be easy, but, you know, we we will do it. We will be ready for for Saturday and end, uh, the season with, uh, with a trophy.
3: It's going to be a very interesting team selection Saturday, isn't it, for uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst uh, and Rangers. And as Mark touched on it earlier on in the show, um, <coughs> he might well have had a cup final team in mind mm. where Rangers have won last night. Uh, and he might be just rethinking that now. It's got to be... His strongest available players because they need that trophy.
5: Yeah, they have to win. They have to. They have to bounce back. In sport, you have to bounce back, especially at clubs like Rangers. Uh, obviously, the disappointment of the other night is is huge because of you know the, the enormity of the the final. But they have to bounce back, and I think sometimes, you know, the best thing to do is have another big game round the corner. It just as we started the show, it's just the, the only question for me is the emotion, the mentality. And you know he's got a, he's got forty eight hours to, you know, address that and see who's in the right frame of mind. But it will be a, a strong team on Saturday for for Rangers.
4: You you've been in management, said, and John McLaughlin's played every Scottish Cup tie. But as a manager now, being in the mind you need to win. You need to win on Saturday. What do you do? Do you play Alan McGregor? How, yeah. how do you how do you how do you work this?
5: I would play. Goes back to a caller. I, I would always play your best players if they're ready. And Alan McGregor is Rangers' best goalkeeper by far. And you're looking, you touch, you touch on Craig Gordon earlier on. Alan McGregor is as good as Craig Gordon in that capacity. He's proved it over the years. It, he might be the defining, you know, player in, in Saturday. I would play Alan McGregor
3: producer James is waving his hands about in the studio next door either he's about to buy me a drink or he's telling me we are out of time I think it's probably B to be perfectly frank with you Uh, Mark thanks and Simon as well and we're back tomorrow for another uh, we will be talking football for a couple of hours live at five
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Go Go
0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley.
1: We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class
0: service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyota's too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley.
1: The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.